0: Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Annette Comer. Annette helps women become savvy business leaders who know how to play the game of business to win without losing their authentic selves. She's a best-selling author, international speaker, seven-figure entrepreneur, and founder of World's Greatest Women Academy. So how do you keep betrayal from derailing your leadership path? My next guest, Annette Comer, will be showing you how. She has an interesting story that led to such an awareness around what's needed to succeed in the business world and what will take you and your business to the next level. Here's Annette. Okay, everybody. You are in for such a treat today because I have my new friend. She's new, and I have a feeling we're going to be friends for a long, long time. Uh, Annette Comer with us. She's going to be talking about how to keep a trail from derailing your leadership path. Welcome, Annette.
1: Hey, Debbie. So glad to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me in.
0: Oh, I'm so glad to have you. So, you know, of course, everybody is tuning in because they want to know about betrayal and what we've done with it and all those things. And everybody has their own interpretation. So let's start with your betrayal moment. Tell us what happened, and then we'll just take it from there.
1: Well, my betrayal moment is, is an interesting journey journey. So let me give you a a one minute summary of background. So I graduated from college with a degree in mechanical engineering. And as you can imagine, there's not a lot of women in that field, but I went into a corporate arena and I did really well and was in that scene for 19 years. I was on the fast track, highest paid female in the corporate company. It was a fortune 500 company. So it was a good sized company. And, um, Most, you know, there was challenges along the way, of course, uh, because I was the only female in most of the scenarios that I found myself in. But the point of betrayal came and it really blindsided me. It was close to the holidays and I was managing a large R&D group. And my one of my employees, one of my male employees, which were all male employees, and I think about it, uh, brought a loaded gun into the workplace to use against me and um, obviously it was shocking. Uh, Security got him out, all that, but what was more shocking was how the male counterparts handled it. So how it unfolded is two weeks right after the holidays, I got a call from my corporate office, and so I'm reeling from all this, and they want me to come to the corporate office, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, they're really concerned about my well-being, Uh, Because I was, I was, you know, I was one of the top leaders in the company. I was walking right beside the, the major decision makers. And instead what that turned out to be, I got cornered into a room with the president of the company, the corporate attorney and the corporate HR. And they spent two and a half hours drilling me on how I could let that happen.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And it devastated me, devastated me. And I got back. So I held myself together got back on the uh, I-95, heading back out of Delaware, going to the Philadelphia airport. And I started crying so hard I couldn't see to drive. And I remember pulling over and sitting there by the side of the interstate crying. And I heard a voice in my head that says, you have just experienced the ultimate of intimidation and betrayal. And I said, okay. I got it. So I dried my eyes, got back on, and made a pact to myself that I was going to be out of that company uh, within two months. And I did that. I ended up leaving, started my own international company. But the interesting thing about that experience of betrayal is that I, I couldn't sort it out. I couldn't, I couldn't sort what had I missed. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you go through an experience like that, and I'll be curious to hear your input on this, you, you, you take yourself down this hole of saying, did I do something wrong? Did I, did I leave? Did I miss something? Did I, you know, did I, did I, did I, you know, all that crazy stuff you get in your head. And I kept looking for the answer connected with me. Mm. And in the end, after many years of searching, reading, Working with a therapist, so on and so forth, I come to realize it wasn't me. What it was, I was I was in a game of business that I didn't understand, and I didn't know the rules of this game. and And so I started coming at the problem from a different way. I started saying, "Well, what is this game that I was playing? What rules did I not understand? What rules did nobody tell me about?" And, and that, was the, that was the turning point.
0: Yeah, and there are so many things I want to unpack based on what you said. You know what's so interesting? Here, someone brings a loaded gun into work, and the betrayal wasn't even that. You're saying how the betrayal was how you were treated. So what, you know, I, I want to know, what first of all, what emotions were running through you when someone brought in a loaded gun? And then its it had to be such a shock. You know, we all know the shock to the body and mind when we've experienced the betrayal. But there's something also, you have this additional element here of something that would normally be so shocking, yet you're talking about the betrayal as... You didn't even mention the loaded gun as the betrayal. No. It was, it was how you were treated, <laughs> which I find so interesting. So what were you, bring us back to that scene, right? So here you are with those three, I think you mentioned three uh, people, right? What, what was going through you as they were trying to convince you somehow that this was your, you know, something you did wrong? Well,
1: it it was, at first I was confused because I went into the meeting expecting them to be concerned about my emotional and physical well-being of being confronted with an employee that reported to me that had a loaded gun with and and openly admitted that it was uh, you know he wasn't sure what he was going to do with it but it was kind of a love-hate relationship with me and so I was expecting one thing and instead got backed into a corner that I was just shocked at and and it and it's interesting that you know, I look back and I'm like you, I think, well, you know, you would think and your listeners probably think that the, the loaded gun would have been a point of betrayal. It was a point of shock mm-hmm. and it was a point of feeling unsafe. But for some reason, I didn't feel I didn't feel betrayal by it. But I felt I felt an intense sense of betrayal by the men that I had had so many conversations with, that had had dinner with, that I felt I considered them friends as well as business colleagues. And, and, and now I look back many years later and I recognize their behavior was, was them
0: covering their butts. You know, they didn't know what to do with that. And, and here's the thing too. It's so common that one of our first responses is to, is to think, what did I do? Absolutely. What, Women are I, notorious
1: for that. Men don't do that. Right. Yeah, they and, don't do that
0: tell us the process of going from you thinking what what did i what could i have possibly done here to the realization it's not it's not me it's them walk us through that
1: well you know and and that took a long time um, because you ke- i kept looking for clues of of what you know you, you go through this process for me it was going through a process of saying okay Am I giving off some signals or energy that is attracting that kind of response from somebody? Uh, You know, was I too friendly to the guy and made him think that I was interested and that had him turn against me. And and so I I took it back to the gun thing first and said, did I make that happen? And then I couldn't come up with any answer to that. And I thought, okay, what did I do with my male colleagues? And I missed something was I, and what I came up with is I, Tried to dissect that. That I and and this is where the betrayal was even deeper. Is that I realized that I wasn't part of the old boys network. Mm. I thought I was. I thought I was on the inside track. I was on the meetings. I was at the golf course with them. I was all these places. But when it came down to push and shove, my life was threatened. I wasn't on the inside track.
0: Mm, and wow. that was
1: that was the betrayal that I. Couldn't, couldn't get my arms around.
0: And and it's so interesting because first of all, corporate, you know, and and I've been an entrepreneur forever. Corporate is a different language. So it it, it truly is right. So you spoke the language. You knew, you knew how to play that game as best as you could to be as, as, much a part of it as possible and then it sounds like this was this was where you parted ways where as as much as you understood that language as much as you were able to to be a part of it and play that game that's that's where the divide was and you saw uh you weren't part of that club
1: yeah and and i want and i want to speak to that just for a moment Mm -hmm. the the interesting thing is i now that i'm i'm away from that experience and now you know clarity is great when it's hindsight um I wasn't as good at playing that game as I thought, because one thing I didn't realize it was a game. Women frame leadership and business in a completely different way than men do. They take it into this personal um, mission that they get so much of themselves wrapped up into. And so that sets them up for being exposed to a betrayal in a way that, that men don't experience.
0: what do you, what do you mean? Dive into that a little bit deeper because, you know, when you said that originally, I, I, my thought was because I've seen so many men who, uh, their identity was their, was their career. And then let's say they retire. And so quickly they, they lose whatever sense of self because their only sense of self was their business. So I, 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 you know, I'd love you to dive into that deeper because I would have thought the opposite.
1: No, and, and, and I'll help, help to uh, uh, clarify why it is that way. So, so if you can, if I think you have children. So I if do, you think four. back, okay, so four, yes. I, we talked about that one other mm-hmm. time. I was amazed at that. Uh, so the, um, when children are small, if you watch little girls versus little boys, little boys will play, uh, they'll roughhouse each other on the playground. They'll call each other names. Uh, they'll laugh about it. Uh, th- there's a whole little one-upsmanship type thing that is always going on. If you watch little girls play and communicate, they're, they are trying to make sure nobody is above anybody else, everybody's equal, they're worried about if somebody's feelings are hurt. You know, it's a totally different interaction. Mm-hmm. Well, as we move into adulthood, that travels with us. And, and so when men enter into the business world, they're still in that mode of when they were very young. and, and, they, and so And even as they're young, they play everything as a game. And so when it comes to the business world, the whole male standards of how business operates is still very much, there's winners and losers, there's, there's somebody better than somebody else, uh, there's strategy, all these things. For a woman, she views business differently. She views business as something that is, is pulling together a group of people for the betterment of something, to accomplish a goal. And, and so she's very much attuned tune of where people's skills are, how they are interacting, what's her productivity. They're aware, they're, she's aware of how the home life enters in, all these kind of things. Man don't wanna hear any of that. I can tell you businessmen don't wanna hear that. So the problem, and this is the problem I had, this is where I got set myself up for betrayal because i didn't understand those two
0: dimensions and i'll clarify um, not not all you know we you know we're not all businessmen of course but the ones that, that you're that you're speaking of and what you've had experience with correct
1: correct correct and 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 there are there now there are, even even men that aren't enlightened doesn't mean that they don't want to be enlightened so let's clarify that real quick mm. because it's it's not an easy road for them to carry the whole uh, load of leading the country the world whatever but, um, but once I understood these two dimensions and then started to get into the mindset of the, uh, and, it, and it really evolved when I left the corporate world and started my own international consulting business where I was working with male executives across the world and, and started seeing how they operated versus the female executives I was coaching. And then I started to really see, oh my gosh, there's, there's a whole code of how you behave. There's rules, there's this, there's that. And then I started flexing it into my own style. And the more I was able to do it, the stronger I got, the better I could play the game, the more money I made. I mean, it was just. Now you're
0: saying, so when you, when you started, uh, when you understood the rules of how to succeed as let's say a, a man, and then you were doing those things that it took to succeed, then you started taking off in your business. Well, when I understood
1: how the male standards are set, because what I had believed and what society had led me to believe is that I had to do one of two things. I either had to show up as a man and behave, dress, whole aggressive behavior, the whole thing, or I had to push forward and claim myself as who I was and show up as a woman And by dang, I'm going to push myself through and I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to stand my ground and and so on and so forth. And neither one of those camps are correct. Mm. One, when you, you lose yourself in the other, you just run up against brick
0: walls, Nobody and it wins. just seems exhausting. And it is exhausting, right? <laughs> and it, it also sounds almost like self betrayal if that's the way you, the it, route it you is, choose. Oh, I love that! I love
1: it. I call it self sabotage, and it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, because you're yeah. not
0: being authentically who you are. You're thinking you have to fit some mold in order to succeed. So, so. It sounds like, all right, so you saw what happened with your original betrayal, and then you said, okay, well, now I understand the rules, and I'm going to play it this way and this way, and that felt exhausting and not true to who you are. So what happened next?
1: So, so what happened next is then I started to break down what was it? what were the main rules of the game, and what skills did men have to play that game well that women did not have? And they didn't have them not because they couldn't get them, just because it wasn't, nobody focused on help them, helping them learn those types of skills. And when I found that, that when you taught women the skills and you, and you enlightened them on the rules of the game they were playing and changed their mindset to recognize that they are playing a game. And this applies to whether it's in corporate or even in the small business world. If you wanna play big in the small business world, you know it's still very much a male arena at the million dollar plus businesses there's we only have like it's two percent of women have businesses a million dollars or greater Mm -hmm. so it's horrible um i'm
0: in the minds of my of my listeners and i know i'm speaking for me and for them this they're saying what are those rules what are some of those rules rules? oh my goodness we don't (laughs) have time to go
1: into all that today and and that is certainly where we go to in the in the academy uh, the world's greatest women academy which i i dig deep into but um but I'll give I'll give just a little bit of a, a thread there so that you can start to get your, your arms around that uh, communication rules. Very very much uh, in terms of how women communicate, uh, they in terms of, and most women move into the leadership roles, whether it's in their own business or in a corporate arena, they move in communicating like they communicate to their girlfriends. And what will happen if you move into an arena where it's very um, the male standards are in place? what people will hear is blah, 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 blah.
0: Mm.
1: And they'll tune you out. They'll still smile, but they're already, you're, they're, they're already tuned out and they aren't paying attention. So then what the result of that is women have trouble moving projects forward. They have trouble closing deals. Uh, they have trouble getting funding. Um, you know, th- th- a, and they, they get really frustrated because they think, wow, you know, I'm smart, well-educated. I'm working all the hours. I'm doing the work.
0: What is the problem now? Is this a confidence issue? Is that the reason why they're speaking Uh, that way?
1: No, no, they don't know. They don't know. There's no way for someone to know unless someone shows you. It's not. It's not something you intuitively know, Mm -hmm. unless you take spend the time. The way I figured it out is uh, at a point in my career, I had uh, forty some men reporting to me, and then I had my entrepreneur efforts on the side where I had all women working for me. The men were great. Women, I couldn't keep them employed. It was like a revolving door. Hmm. And I thought, what the heck? You know, I'm fair. I am uh, direct. uh, I got a great work environment. But it was like, I'd be with me six months, out the door they'd be. And Hmm. one of my colleagues said, you need to work with this linguist. I said, why do I need to do that? They said, she Hmm. will show you how you need to speak to men versus women. So I hired her. Been six months with this, this woman and changed my, rocked my world, changed everything. And so I'll give you an example of how I changed. So when I went to my male workers, my 40 some guys, if I had something to do, I'd go up and say, John, this is the list of things I want you to do today. Blah blah blah. I want you to have it done by such and such time. Any questions? John would say, nope, got it, off and running. When I went to my female employees, now I go up to Amy and I say, Amy, Oh, I heard your son had a ball game last night. How did that go? Oh, it was great, blah, 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 blah. Oh, great. Chit-chat for a second. Then say, oh, Amy, by the way, I have a list of things I need you to do today. Can you get to these? And I need them done by such and such time. Sure, no problem. When I changed that one thing, 14 years I had an employee with me. 10 years I had an employee with me. Because they needed, for my communication with my female employees, they needed to connect. Females need to connect. Men don't need to connect. In fact, it drives them nuts. They don't understand what all this big deal is about women. So when you go to a man and try to do that same conversation, they're like, just get to it. What is? What do you need me to do? And wow. it happens in marriages. It happens in business. It happens. And so, you know, once I figured all that out, and so that's one example of a rule. And, and there's a whole list of those communication things.
0: Right. And I just want to sum this up for everybody. So it's, it sounds like with the men, just direct and to the point, and this mm-hmm. way they have their list, they know what to do. And with the women, there needs to be that sense of, of connection. You yes. understand. And, and, so and you know, this, I, as a woman, I imagine, you know, and not imagine, not this is what I experience. It shows me someone cares about my life. And they know, you know, and and then at that point, I'm so much more willing to to listen because it's not just I'm not just being thrown a list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally see the difference. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. And were you communicating to the women in the past, the, the ones who kept leaving, the same way you were communicating to the men? And that absolutely, was,
1: absolutely. Yeah. That's why. And 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 that was a comfortable style for me. Mm-hmm. And so when I took it into my female workforce i had that communication you know i'd go in and i would say amy i have a list of things for you to do today Uh, these are the things i want you to do and you know calm voice very clear very concise and they just thought i was so hard to work for and
0: yeah and i wouldn't care didn't care right and and i and i want to address because i'm sure I'm, i'm sure some of my listeners are thinking well i have such a hard time being direct i barely ask for what I want, anyway, can you speak to to that leader who just has a really challenging time asking for what they want, and maybe they're spending too much time on the chit chat, empathetic, compassionate, you know, in that space? And and, and
1: yes, uh, and I think that there's uh, there's obviously several exercises that we can take them through. I wish we had we could do this for four or five hours. I'll bring you back on that, another and another time. But. Uh, <laughs> But you know, the, the they have to um, they have to start small with building their confidence in their communication skills, that they can speak out and 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 express what they want, work on their voice tone, and then watch the reaction and and convince themselves nothing bad's gonna happen. People aren't gonna be screaming and running to the hills because you have actually spoken your mind of what you need to have done. And um, but you know. As a leader, as a business owner, as a career woman, if you are not comfortable speaking up and speaking your mind, people can't read your mind. Knowing what I know now, let's, let's thread all the way back to where the story started of me being in that conference room where I felt the intense sense of betrayal. If I could take what I know now and transport myself back there, I wouldn't have sat there and spent all that time defending myself. I would have said, why are you asking this? What does this have to do with the situation of what happened? You know the answer to that question. Why are you asking that question? I would have been much more confident in how I went back. But instead, I took it all internally. And women are so bad for doing this. They take it all in, they absorb it all. Then it whirls around inside of them and they feel bad and
0: they get sick and they quit, they get exhausted and, and I 'm curious also, take us back to that time, and what do you suppose let's just say it was a man who was in on that meeting, and the gun was you know was uh held up to him. How would that have conversation have been, been different of course we're he, just, you know, he
1: wouldn't he wouldn't have been in the meeting to begin with because they wouldn't have worried about him suing them or or something of that nature that'd have been the first thing. And the second thing, they would have shamed him. Why didn't he he take her down? You were bigger than her. What was your problem? I I mean, Mm. it would have been more of a, uh, what was wrong with you in terms of a weakness uh, from, uh, or it would have been, she was probably, or it would have been more likely, it would have been turned a different way. And it would have said, well, she was probably some crazy, it wouldn't have been his fault, it would have been her fault. Mm. She was probably some crazy female. She probably obsessed on you. You said something. know she made an advance towards you and you turned it off and you know yeah
0: and just to get a a, one last perspective on this because i think it's so interesting all the different dynamics let's say it was a man who pulled the gun on another man how would that conversation have gone uh it would have it probably still wouldn't have been brought into that it
1: would have been turned into uh, a direct Uh, addressing the confrontation, because men don't avoid confrontation. That's not something they're particularly uncomfortable with. Women are very uncomfortable with it. And, um, you know, it would have almost probably been handled as two boys fighting on the playground. Pull them apart. Both of them put in the corner. What the heck's wrong with you two guys? Who started this? Yeah. That kind of thing.
0: So interesting Look at that, all the different scenarios and how differently it would have been handled. So yeah. what's, what's one piece of advice that you have um, if, a, if there's a businesswoman who's really determined to succeed? The thing that, that as you
1: move along your leadership journey, know that there's going to be things that happen that you don't understand and, and situations you find yourself in. and when that happens, resist the urge to immediately turn it to yourself and inward focus. Yeah. And I would challenge you the first place you focus is on the outside and that's going to be so uncomfortable for women leaders because immediately they turn it in. And, 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 and so if you can make yourself and surround yourself with somebody that'll call you on it and maybe it's you Debbie, maybe mm-hmm. it's me, but somebody that calls you on it and says, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's look on the outside first. Let's not go inside first, because when you get inside, it's a losing battle.
0: I love that. And my community knows, I say it all the time, even though it happened to you, doesn't mean it's about you.
1: Exactly. So, Beautiful.
0: Yeah. So is there, is there anything that, that we can do to prevent being uh, blindsided in the business world? Get training.
1: Come to think, invest in yourself. Uh, one of the things I, I teach um, is to think of yourself as a bank. And, and if you want to be untouchable as a leader, then you, one of the keys you got to think of yourself as a bank. And that means you invest, you invest with people like you, Debbie, you invest with people like me that have walked the path that know, know how to come out on top when things happen, life's going to happen. So hiding in a bubble doesn't, then, then stop it because I know some of your listeners are really led to lead and to be the next generation of leaders and, and today and tomorrow. And we need them. We need them desperately.
0: Absolutely. So what do you want to make sure everybody knows as we wrap up?
1: Um,
0: well, I want them to know where to find me.
1: Okay. And I, I want, to know, want them to know if I can help them, they can reach out to me. Uh, I can be found at my website, which is www.annettcolmer.com. And I also want to offer your listeners um, something that will start to challenge their thinking a little bit, something I call the game changer checklist. And it is a tool that I put together just for uh, your listeners that they can go to and and go through this checklist and see where they are on their journey of being ready to step up into a leadership role in the world
0: we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful. And, you know, there, there's so much that you shared today. And it's, it's so interesting because we look at it as, uh, you know, here we are just putting our best foot forward and trying to to bring our our gift, our talents, our whatever into the world, whether it's in the form of business or or self. But it's really so interesting because there are very different ways to communicate based on uh, the rules that we may have grown up with. And it's understanding what those rules are, how we adapt them, but always at the core of it, just speaking our truth and being uh, who we're meant to be because when we're not, it just doesn't work.
1: And and I and I've got one. And you're exactly right. And I've got one, one observation that I want to share that I'm hoping will will inspire your your women and your listeners to know they are in the right place at the right time right now. That the um, depending on when they're listening to this, we certainly are in a global change right now across the world. So whether they're listening to it or six months from when this is released, that we'll still be in a global change. But the interesting thing is our global model is changing in how you do business around the world, whether it's in their backyard, in their community, or someplace overseas. And that that new model has three components to it. Integrity is becoming important. Authenticity is becoming important. And relationships are becoming important. And guess what? Women have been experts at those for, for decades, decades. So it is now our responsibility to step up as women, to find the courage and teach the men how to do business and lead in this
0: kind of new environment. We're perfect for it. I love that. And with that, that's a perfect place to end. Annette, I want to thank you so much for your your wisdom and your insight. And I know you helped so many people with what you shared today. And thank thank you so much for having me. I love how Annette made those distinctions around how men look at business as compared to women. Of course, there are exceptions to every rule, but in her experience and with all of the men and women she's worked with, Annette was able to see clear distinctions and use that information to create her thriving businesses. Stay in touch with Annette by going to annettecomer.com, and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Integrity, Authenticity and relationships are the most important new aspects needed in any successful business and for so many reasons. And for so many women, this comes naturally. For others where it isn't as natural, wouldn't it be great to work on those skills? Come to think of it. Wouldn't it be amazing to take classes like that in school? Imagine how we'd be if classes like integrity, authenticity, and relationships were required versus what we happen to pick up by those around us. I think I'm onto something here. Of course, if you're struggling with symptoms, be sure to take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see what may be lingering uh, for you. And you can find that at the pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And I'm so excited to share with you the PBT Institute membership community. Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best community support, certified coaches and practitioners. You could schedule time with Daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best all online. I am so excited to welcome you. Just go to the pbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.